Fantasy Managers, welcome back to yet another FPL Addicts podcast. This is Game Week 22, the review, and unbelievably, or Game Week 21 review, Game Week 22 preview, I should say. And it's nice to be back on another podcast. Um, you know, it's been obviously been a while since we've done one. This has been the longest game week in history. Obviously, started New Year's Day, and we're finally done with it. Uh, but we almost have a full panel. We've got Chris Reed, we've got Jack Gillibrand, we've got Matt Day. We don't have Elliot Craig, who we'll get onto a little bit later, of course. I mean, he's going to get his moment in the sun, isn't he? But uh, lads, hope you're all well. Matt, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good, mate. That was, you know, longest game week of our lives, I think. You know, the one that we've just seen. I'm happy it's over. And yeah, buzzing for this uh, this double game week. Yeah, and of course, there is Elliot there already in the comments. Of course, he is. He's going to be loving this one. We'll get to why a little bit later, but he's buzzing already. I can just imagine he's over in Inverloch, camping. He's bloody got, well, not even camping. He's living the life. He's got the life of Riley over there. He's got a massive smile on his face, which will reveal why in a little while. But before we do that, uh, we are going to bring up the fixtures for Game Week 21, a game week that started on New Year's Day um, and is now finally over with. Um, so finally, we've uh, we've got another game week to look to, but we're going to pick out a couple of fixtures, if you will. Uh, Reedy, we'll bring you in, mate, UK correspondent, the man himself, human fence, whatever you want to call him. Have you got a game that you want to highlight, potentially? Oh, tell you what, felt like an international break that, didn't it? Tell you what. Uh, but it's nice to be back. Uh, the, the the pick of the games, what could I say? Uh, oof, it's probably going to be that Chelsea Liverpool game for me. Um, big hype along, you know, around the game and all the rest of it. Um, each team needed really to get the, the the three points to catch City, and um, yeah, as we can see there, you know, I think it was Sadio Mane opened the scoring for Liverpool, absolutely flying, and then he, uh, then Mo Salah bagged two 0 Liverpool. You thought, right, you know what? It's probably going to be a, a big big Liverpool win here. Uh, and it wasn't to be. Uh, Matteo or Matteo Kovacic had something else to say about that with an absolute wonder strike from outside the box, um, almost karate kid esque. The way he kind of like you know lifted his leg up and hit that ball, um, and then yeah, Christian Pulisic uh, added to that. So great game, brilliant game, had everything, battles, you know, goals. It, it was just fantastic. So that was the pick for me over this uh, New Year festive period. And of course, obviously being a Liverpool fan, you would have been hoping for Liverpool to then hold out, but not to be. Obviously, they've got the one point rather than three, but it probably feels like two yeah. points dropped rather than a uh, point gain there, I would say. Definitely. But uh, Jack, we'll go over to you, mate. Hopefully you had a decent festive period. I don't know how about FPL either, but you know it's not looking too great. But have you got a fixture that you've picked out for us that maybe you want to have a quick look at over Game Week 21? Yeah, I'll have a quick scan. Obviously, uh, good to see you boys. I feel like, obviously, the last time I was on the podcast was, uh, was it day after Boxing Day? Or I don't think I can remember that one too well because I think I've been on a, you know, a few shandies. But yeah, it feels like forever since I've seen you <laughs> a lot. So uh, welcome back to well, welcome back to myself and good to see you all. Um, but I think from the football that I have seen in the last couple of weeks, which isn't a lot, if I'm honest, um, the everton Brighton whole Albion game, Obviously, a cracker in there. That McAllister scoring an absolute screamer in there. I think the guru pulled out uh, Gordon a couple of weeks back, or the last one, um, and obviously he nailed that one with that pick, and he's, he scored two goals. I think one of them was a bit questionable from what I remember, but um, listen, I'm sure he'll take him. Happy days, and yeah, McAllister bagging that screamer was pretty impressive. Um, so I think, yeah, that one's a good one to look out for. And I think just a shout out to Ospike as well, because at the start of the season, he mentioned uh, Mwepu to me. And he finally stepped up in this game and pulled out, um, you know, a couple of assists in that one. So, I think that was one to uh, one to mention. 
Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Brighton, a good away win. It's a tough place to go, Goodison, or traditionally. Everton, not at the best at the moment, but always good to win away there. And Brighton have obviously got that one done. Three goals, three points. Not a bad away day for them. Matt, have you got a game that maybe you want to highlight to round off? Maybe that uh, that game at Vicarage Road that we can see on the top of the screen. I mean, there's always the, the Wolves game that we can annoy Jack with a little bit more just before we, <laughs> we round out the game week. So uh, where are you going? I'm going to go to Southhurst Park. I think Palace West Ham. Uh, that Lanzini goal was was unbelievable. Um, you know, he hit double-digit score and um, I had him in my draft, so I was happy, um, happy with that one. And, um, yeah, it's got to be that game. Um, yeah, Palace were unlucky not to get something out of it in the end. And, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good game to watch. Yeah, obviously, Elise there, I've spoken his praises. I don't know if you saw in the FA Cup against Millwall, had the, had the blue and white kit, blue and white boots, and then was throwing boots back at Millwall fans, telling them to, you know, you know, bring it on, bring on, you know, the abuse. I don't care. I love that, you know, refreshing to not see him go down, but I thought I'd mention that because that was one of the best things I've seen over the past week. Elise, what a player, got himself a goal in this game, but Lanzini, class. I'm sure we've got a lot to speak about West Ham coming up with their double that we've just had in the game that was this morning for us. Jared Bowen, unbelievable, but I'm sure we'll get onto that in a moment. What we will do next, though, we'll have a look at the uh, mini league standings, the paid mini league standings. Um, and again, it's been a while since we've talked about FPL. So uh, nice to see that we've got some change in the table. We're going to start at the moment with the paid league. Donald Breslin still top of that, 88 points. So again, he just can't stop scoring at the moment in terms of FPL. Nathan Burgess, another one, another guest that we've had this year, 82 points. And Kieran rounds out the top three, which uh, our resident Geordie Geordie is now out of the top three for the first time in a long while. Level on points there, but um, obviously some discretion sees him out of the top three. As we scroll down, we've got to scroll down a fair while to find our manager of the week. We said that he'd be up and about. Mr. Elliot Craig, one of our very own, 95 points, 36,000 in the game week if you do round down. But look at this team, and he's going to go on to mention it. In fact, we do have a little video from him that he has recorded, so we'll bring that up now. Managers hope game week 21, possibly the longest game week that we have ever had in FPL, is treating you all really, really well. It's finished now, obviously, 95 points for myself this week, just five short of the century mark, but delighted with it. Jared Bowen, more like Iron Bowen, what a captain pick he was this week for everyone that chose to go with him. Antonio and Kufal did more heavy lifting for me and my team, the West Ham triple up that I got in about four game weeks ago, finally paying off for me. And then Son, Bernardo Silva, Yotta, and Ben Davies doing some more heavy lifting as well. Let us know how you're doing in the live comments, and I hope you're all well. So that is our man Elliot Craig, manager of the week. Thanks to Bonus Bank, gets himself handy little cash prize as well, um, which is not too bad. $20 he'll get in his back pocket. I'm sure he loves hearing the sound of his own voice. I mean, he always has done, so he'll be loving hearing that. He'll be loving that he's got the manager of the week. Absolutely buzzing for the lad. You know, not too many more deserving. Um, you know, not had a great season, but he's had a good week. And the main one in the middle there, Matt, middle of midfield, Jared Bowen, 42 points to his captain. What an inspired pick. Oh, yeah, unbelievable stuff. And, you know, before the um, before the game this morning, Elliot was, was some way off. Um, I think he was sitting about fifth or sixth in the in the manager of the week. And he's, he's pulled it out of the bag with uh, Sue Fowl and, uh, and Jared Bowen there. So, uh, yeah, well done, Elliot. That's just unbelievable. 95 points and, um, you know, He's, um, yeah, he's back. I think Elliot Craig is back. 
Yeah, I was just saying off air, I had like an 80-point lead over him at one point. That's been whittled down to 20. So, he's, you know, a bit jammy from Elliot, but, you know, he was always going to come back, wasn't he? And he'll probably overtake me in the mini-league standings, and, you know, it's going to be a shame. But if you're in the comments, Elle, I know you were before, show yourself. Um, I want to see what, you, what you're thinking about, you know, how you've gone this week and how much you're willing this, you know, to rub it into us, because it's the only time you're going to manage the week. Or it could be. You might get it later on in the season, but while you've got it, you may as well talk about it. But, Jack, looking at the rest of that team, Ben Davies was a decent pick as well by the look of things. Obviously, Elliot mentioned it himself, but, you know, a few, a few inspired picks, rather, I should say, that, you know, maybe other people haven't gone with a few differentials in there that have worked well for him. Yeah, and I think giving credit again to the guru, I think he mentioned him as um, you know a player to bring in a couple of week, couple of game weeks ago. Um, so I think yeah, fair play for bringing a player like Davies in. And I mean, Sufal was so good last season, wasn't he? Um, and I think him coming in, you know, in that one, I don't think he performed too good in that first game of the double game week. But then that second one, he's obviously delivered, hasn't he? So yeah, a couple of nice inspired picks there, and um, you know the Boeing captaincy. I think we're, I was looking on the paid mini league before. Only, only uh, ten people captained Antonio in the paid mini this week. Me being one of them, but like the, obviously you guys, I think all of you guys picked Bowen, and you know he's he's absolutely delivered there, hasn't he? Um, so yeah, cracking score. And he's kept the faith with Bernardo Silva as well, who picked up five points uh, as everyone ships him out. <laughs> yeah, so ten ten captain Antonio. Do you say ten captain Bowen as well? I think you said off air, didn't you? So. Um... Ten, ten Captain Antonio, and then the rest, Captain Bowen, pretty much. A lot of Captain Bowen. So, yeah. you know, Jared Bowen, good pick for a lot. I thought that was a differential pick that I had myself. It was actually Elliot who convinced me to go with him. But we'll recap that one. 21, Game Week 21 Manager of the Week. Elliot Craig, $20 in his back pocket. I'm sure he's not minding that. So now if we do move on to the rest of the leagues, we've got a free mini league that we will move on to. Usually a bit more high scoring than some of the paid ones. Um, but we always say every week, it's like FPL addicts bingo. We always say, oh, everyone should have entered the, uh, the paid league because they would have had some money in their back pocket. And it rings true every single week. Um, but if we do have a look at it now, very, very high scoring teams up the top. And TN, FPL planner, 98 points. So would have had the, uh, the money in his back pocket. Had he um, gone into the paid league, Jared Bowen is his captain as well. But the FPL planner, top guy, one of the best on the Australian FPL Twitter scene. So great to see him scoring so well in that one. Don Al, again, featuring heavily in the paid league and now in the free league as well. He's in second and Billy Brannigan rounds out the top three just there. If we then move on to the women's mini as well, very competitive up the top of that as well. It's nice to see so many competitive leagues and so many competitive players as well if we load this one up. We have a look. Karen Spence at the top there. Uh, Mayer and also Thasher in the top three as well. Matt, Karen Spence rolling on. Yeah, she's on fire, isn't she, this season, Karen? And, um, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, it's good to see her, you know, keeping consistent and, um, you know, smashing the, uh, smashing the uh, female mini league. And I will say, Matt, while we've got you on the mic there, it's been a while since we've heard of Renee um, at the moment at the top of these leagues in 14th at the moment. I had to scroll down a bit, you know, a fair bit of a way there. So uh, obviously did really well in the Euro fantasy as well, but not quite maybe in the FPL season. I think you've reclaimed the guru title that you, you temporarily lost over the, uh, the Euro period. It was very fair to say, um, but we uh, will, of course, move on. We've got Carmina in the comments. Um, I don't know where she's featuring in the league. You've got to scroll, I think, even a bit further down. Taylor's there. I think she's fourth or fifth, Carmina. I'll score it up. Oh, there you go. Sick. There you go. I couldn't find it. I do apologise. 96 points again. So we've had a lot of decent players with with decent weeks. And um, Carmina's had a decent one. So uh, 
fair play to her, of course. Um, and then we'll roll, we'll, uh, we'll round out. Yeah, correct me in the comments. I'm, I'm blind. I'm sorry. Um, I should go to spec savers. I do apologize. Um, but we'll move on to the uh, the final week that we will have a look at this week, uh, which is the uh, the head to head one. We have a bit of fun with this one, don't we? It's a bit of a you know a bit of a mess around league, if you will. And I'm still bad at it. So uh, so there you go. If we scroll down, I've actually won this week for a change. So uh, I don't know what Ethan's doing, Ethan Tomlinson, but I don't know how he's not managed to beat me. That's usually a free win for everyone else. Um, but fair play to everyone in this league. Don out top of that as well. Chris Reed got a win against me this week in there. Just quietly, he's kept yeah. quiet, hasn't he? He has done. Chris, have you got have you got any uh, right of reply? Have you um, got anything you want to say to Jack? You've got the air time. Material. Material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, made up. Made up, obviously. It's always nice to beat Jack, um, you know, which I generally do at most things. So, uh, yeah, it's just a, just another one to the list, isn't it? Uh, this guy. See you later, Chris. <laughs> Oh, unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. He can't handle it. He can't hack it, can Jack Gillibrand. He's uh, messing around with. I caught a big one once. Listen, obviously, I played for FPL for the first time last year, and Chris Reed finished well below me. So just, uh, I'm still hanging on to that one, mate. Fair enough, mate. I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> give you that. I'll give you that. You can have that. Living in the past is Jack Gillibrand, like most Manchester United fans are. There we the go, moment. nice, Ollie. Well in, well in. That's it, all. <laughs> so uh, we will move on to our podcast mini league, and uh, there's been some change in that too. Somehow I've managed to um, to uh, to be moved down in that one frustratingly. So uh, Christopher Reed, you've got some explaining to do because how you how you're in second in this league, I will never know. But we'll start with with Jack Gillibrand, who not only. He's living in the past as a Man United fan. I mean, his FPL career has never really got off the ground either. He's currently fifth at the moment. 61 points. Not a bad week, in fairness. 57, if you include the points hit. So that's well above the average. That's a decent week. Um, but Jared Bowen there. It's the captain shout. You said it off air. You've gone with Antonio. It's just an unlucky one, this. Yeah, I mean, it was just look at the draw with that one. I mean, Antonio, favourable, of course, after the form he's been this season, but Bowen on, on the hype and the form that he's in just, just at the minute. Should, should have gone and picked him in the end, but it's just one of them, isn't it, that you'll, you know, you've got to, got to move on and, and get past it. But yeah, listen, the team did all right, to be fair. It wasn't, you know, the worst week, but just with everyone captain Bowen pretty much in and around me, it's, uh, yeah, I didn't really stand a chance. Obviously, Antonio... You know, delivering um, what he could, uh, Son as well, but the rest of the team pretty pony really. So gave me an average, you know, above the average, which is good. But you know, I took a four point hit as well, so finished on fifty seven overall. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say it was a close one, wasn't it? it? It was one that I was going right up to the deadline. Do I go Bowen? Do I go Antonio? And unfortunately for yourself, you've made the wrong decision. But still, not a bad week. You still got nine points, which isn't too bad to be fair. Uh, but it's just that Bowen's done extremely well and. It's, you know, he's been a bit unlucky because of it. Uh, as Youngman Son, the frustrating one as well, he's out injured. He's got your six points there, which isn't too bad. But what are your long-term plans with uh, with him, Jack? Yeah, some decisions to make. Obviously, I was looking through different candidates this week for changing, um, kind of top of the list, which, you know, would be a nice placeholder for Salah, would be, you know, obviously Bruno Fernandes, but she just don't even know what's going on with Bruno. Um, you know, he's not he's not on, not on, not on pens anymore. He's doesn't know where he is in the system. Maybe he's just been rotated. Um, but I was looking more so up until deadline. Uh, and it's a, it's a bit of a risky one with Leicester City. But yeah, Madison was my one that I'm looking at for this this week. It's coming for Son. Um, I think obviously it's worth transferring out Son as well, just purely because you've got he's out for the until February. Um, and 
it, I think it went, the game that he returns back to Chelsea, um, from what I remember when I was looking at it earlier. So it's probably not a great. It's probably worth getting getting rid, sort of thing. Um, so yeah, Madison's my one that I was looking at. Um, don't know what you think of that one, lads. Yeah, I'll open the floor up to that one, Matt. Um, obviously, we'll have a little, quick talk about it later. Obviously, double game at twenty-two. It's a massive discussion point. What do you think of Madison? Just briefly before we'll probably talk about it in more detail later on, but briefly, what do you reckon? I think if the if the game goes ahead, uh, the Leicester Burnley one, I think it's a really good pick. Um, but again, you're going to be you got to wait till press conferences with Leicester. It's not even the uh, the COVID with Leicester now; it's the Burnley COVID and the fact that Chris Woods now moved to Newcastle, um, which means Burnley are, are now down a player, um, and I think they're two COVID cases away from from being able to postpone the game. I believe so, um, but I think if it goes ahead, I think he's a, he's a great shout. And, and and Reedy, do you reckon we plan for the game, the games to go ahead, or you know, do we have to? Do we are we you know steering away from players just because clubs have got too many COVID cases? How much do we factor that into decision making? Do we think uh, it's definitely something something we have to take into consideration? It's so so easy to try and plan um, plan ahead again, and you know, think that we've got a double game week coming up. Uh, there's some juicy fixtures. There's some players that you want in your team, and. You know, the temptation is there, but you just do have to be patient, unfortunately. Um, because, you know, as, as we know, after the deadline, you know, games can get postponed and cancelled. So I would always say to everyone, wait till as late as possible if you can. And we'll move on to later why we think that is. But thanks to you all for your uh, your input and analysis. Always appreciate it. We'll move on to my team now. Um, and I was really happy with this week. 70 points, 74 minus the uh, the four-point hit that I took that I forgot about um, until just now. Uh, but Jared Bowen, again, we've spoken about it before in review, and Elliot's team, I captained him. Uh, thanks again to Elliot for convincing me to, uh, to captain Jared Bowen because it's worked wonders for me. 42 points was unbelievable this morning. I watched the highlights because I woke up too late for the game. He looked unplayable. Um, hit the post, hit the bar, and had one ruled out, and then still managed to, to bag a brace. So, unbelievable. Mikel Antonio chipping in as well. Um, Brozier, eight points. A bit of an injury cloud, which is a bit frustrating, but we'll move on to uh, a little bit later why that shouldn't matter for me. Um, but outside of that, there's not really much to talk about other than a couple of really big holes. Um, yeah, that's really been it. Nice green arrow, though. Really nice green arrow. Finally, I've got a, like a massive, massive green arrow up to uh, 389k in the world. So I'll take that and move on. Um, but got some big plans for this week, which we'll uh, talk about in a little while. Reedy, you've um, leapfrogged me this week in the league. 86 points if you include the uh, the eight-point hit that you took. But this week, it's a masterstroke. Let's have a look at why. Oh, look at the moment. Jared Bowen there, 42 points. Again, an absolute masterstroke from you, Reedy. You're on fire at the moment. Yeah, uh, listen, all it's luck has played a part in it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Um, on the back of that uh, West Ham v Palace game, I was a little bit sort of uh, regretting the Fabianski and the Kufal uh, bringing them in, and I was, I was literally fearing the worst when uh, West Ham had to play Norwich next, and I thought Antonio was probably going to bag uh, at least two. Um, but yeah, these 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 moves paid off for me. I brought in Fabianski, Kufal, and Bowen. Those guys uh, brought home the cheese and uh, yeah, everyone else around them kind of chipped in. Mo Salah obviously got his goal, uh, which is great to see. Um, Martinelli, oh, against Man City. Martinelli, what a play he's been for Arsenal as of late. Um, showed so much sort of potential, uh, but that miss against City ultimately probably cost cost Arsenal the game. Um, so he didn't manage to get me any points. Um, and then you've got 
that man at the bottom of the screen, Brozier showing up Ronaldo and Dennis. I mean, although Dennis did get taken off at half-time, um, Brozier delivered in uh, Southampton's 4-1 demolition of Brentford. So, yeah, I'm really pleased with it. Took me minus eight, ultimately 86, but on any given game week, that's amazing. So, I- I'm happy with that. Yeah, really good scores all the way across. You saw my team I had a couple of decent players and then the rest was just quite poor. But if you have a look at yours, Fabianski, nine points in, in goal. Obviously, the double fixture helps that. Kufal, 12 points. Bowen across the midfield. Salah chipping in. Bernardo Silva chipping in. And then Brojo across the front. So everywhere you've got points, um, you know, point scorers there. 47k in the game week. Not too bad at all from our man Chris Reed, And he's up to second in our podcast mini, but still unable to knock off the guru who is currently top. 77 points. That gap has closed a little bit, but still sitting pretty at the top of the table in our podcast mini, even with uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin there who had a bit of a mare missing a penalty. But Matt, talk us through it. Again, another decent week for you. Yeah, look, it wasn't a bad one. Um, I've been on a bit of a downward spiral of my team, spiral the last couple of months on my side, not been uh, getting the best scores. Um, but, you know, it was the first green arrow I've got in a while. Yeah, look, you mentioned Calvert Lewin. That was disappointing. He missed the pen. Um, you know, there was the, the game against Leicester that got uh, called off as well. Um, but he is a, uh, a future sign-in for me. Obviously, they got Norwich this weekend. Um, they've got a good run of fixtures. They've got plenty of doubles coming up. Um, but Bowen, you know, pretty much was the bulk of my points there. Um, Son uh, did well. Uh, Dawson with a clean sheet. So, um yeah, look, not a bad week. I actually did take a, a leaf out of um, Reedy's book this week and, and I took a minus eight as well. So, um, you know, there was a minus eight. And if I didn't do the Calvert-Lewin move, um, it was actually an eight-point swing because I took Gelhart from Leeds out, who actually got four points. So, um, you know, it didn't work out too well for me, but I'm confident Calvert-Lewin's going to uh, bang a couple of goals against Norwich this weekend. But, yeah, I'll um, I'll take a green arrow. It's been a while. Yeah, green arrows are always merited, aren't they? And it does help, especially when uh, you've got Reedy at the moment breathing down your neck as well with that good week that he's had. If you have a look, 250k in the world, it's nothing to be sniffed at. So uh, fair play from the guru. And uh, we're going to have a quick discussion about game week 22. Now the double game week, the first of a couple of double game weeks in a moment. Well, let's have a look then. Game week 22 is about to kick off and it looks a bit of a juicy one as long as all those games go ahead. We've had a quick discussion in a little private chat that had a couple of rumours that games are going to be called off. But let's assume that all games are going to go ahead because we like to be optimistic here on the pod. Uh, but a double game week, if you have a quick look through, a lot of teams do have those double game weeks. If we do have a look at the fixtures, um, we'll have a quick look across. As the game week starts with Brighton against Crystal Palace, we have a lot of teams that are playing twice. Chelsea, Man City, um, that's a massive game there. But Chelsea have got the double. Watford have got the double also. Manchester United, a couple of juicy fixtures for them. Um, even Burnley, who uh, they're going to lose both of those games. But they've got the double as well if you're uh, going to look at those as well. So uh, let's have a quick um, look at things. Which players are we looking at, Jack, do you reckon, um, in this double game week? Even players with a single fixture, double fixture, where do you reckon is the uh, the big players like? All oh, the big players. Now, if, I, if I knew all that, mate, I'd be top of the league, wouldn't I? So I think. Well, you um, would, but your, your insight is still appreciated, mate. No worries. <laughs> all good, mate. Well, I think you're looking. Obviously, I want to look at United players. Obviously, assets wise. Obviously, Ronaldo's had a bit of a hip injury. Uh, got rested for the cup game, but he'll be back against Villa. We're expecting. Um, so Aston Villa, Brentford, uh, both games away from home. United 
double up. You know, is that a good shout? I mentioned Bruno Fernandez earlier. I'd love to see him come into some form and, and step up, especially if Ronaldo gets rested during one of them games. But yeah, listen, Ronaldo's in my team. I think that's a good one to look at. Um, so for me, that's where to start. Harry Kane, is he going to be a good one for, for Spurs? Um, you know, they've got Arsenal at home, Leicester away. The guru will know the stats around uh, Harry Kane's goal scoring form, but I'm pretty sure he scores against Arsenal a lot of the time, um, you know, from previous form. Um, Spurs obviously in good form as well. Uh, I think, you know, what is it? Uh, maybe three three from the last five, similar to United. Um, so, but as the boys mentioned, and as we've probably mentioned quite a bit over the last couple of days, the double fixtures, uh, they aren't the best. And I think Watford um, are the best ones. And Reedy, you've just mentioned that in the comments as well. And who do you pick from Watford? I mean, there's only a couple of assets you'd, you'd like to look at from there. Then the majority of us do have a, a Dennis or a King. Um, and there's not too many uh, stronger players other than that. So not too sure where you sit with it all. Yeah, no, I think Dennis is the main one. There's another player that I've had a look at who I'll get onto when we talk about transfers and plans for the upcoming game week. But I think Dennis and King are the main two. And there's a couple of maybe hidden gems outside of that that you can maybe have a look at. We'll get onto those in a little while. Um, Matt, we're going to have a look at some signings now, um, potentially from a couple of big clubs, Newcastle and Aston Villa, have dipped their toe into the transfer market with a couple of big signings apiece. Um, obviously, Newcastle with Kieran Trippier and Chris Wood. Um, Aston Villa with Coutinho and Luca Dean. Um, so what do you think about, first of all, those four transfers and then the rest of the business done by the rest of the clubs um, since the start of Game Week 21? Yeah, I've got to be careful what I say about the Villa Villa players because I, I did promise a, uh, a good friend of mine who's a Birmingham fan, I wouldn't rave too much about Coutinho. But um, yeah, like, I think Coutinho, is, he's, a, he's a good pick-up for, uh, for Villa on loan um, under Gerrard. Um, there's definitely potential there. He's only seven mil. Um, I think Digne, um it's a tough one with him because he's not played much this season. So, um, you know, and Target, Target's actually had a, a pretty good uh, season for Villa. So I think um, whether or not he's going to go straight into that team, I'm not too sure. Um, but you would probably think he is an up, a slight upgrade on, on Target. Um, so two good signings. And then for Newcastle, uh, Trippier, I remember him at Spurs. Um Probably a bit out of his depth for us at times, but I think for Newcastle, he's, he's probably going to be their, their star player. I think he's going to be brilliant for Chris Wood, um, you know, whipping those balls in. Um, and I think Wood's a good signing for, for Newcastle. You know, if you're in a releg relegation scrap, you've, you've got a striker that, you know, knows knows what it's all about. Um, so I think, yeah, good signings all around for, for both clubs. Yeah, definitely. And uh, of course, Newcastle don't have to contend with Cambridge in the league, so they might actually uh, win a few games now. But I suppose we all have to see. Reedy, before we do move on, a quick chip strategy question. What do you reckon about your chips? Which one have you still got left? And would you advocate using a free hit if you've got both of yours left, maybe? Or if you've got one of yours left, what would you do? Yeah, I've got all, all four of mine uh, left. I want to say four, it's five, isn't it? So I've got two free hits, bench boost. Triple captain and then the second wild card. So um looking good going into the second half of the season. Um I have toyed with the idea of the free hit this week. Uh it's so tempting. It really is. Um but then I'm I'm going back to the drawing board and thinking how many of my players that I've got that are actually gonna field and sometimes it actually benefits you having single uh single uh, game week players uh, more than it does double game week. So um I am tempted by the free hit, but it's gonna be as we mentioned earlier on, a last-minute decision if I am. I've got a couple of draft teams ready there if, if needs be for the free hit. Yeah, it's definitely something that we do have to look at. 
Um, but of course, obviously, with the double game week, then there's more incentive for people to play. Would you advise people playing it if they've played both uh, their first three hit already and they've only got one left? No, um, I, I, I say that so quickly, but I, I don't think it's needed because of these fixture postponements. Um, and you have got blank game weeks coming up. I think game week thirty is a blank game week, if I'm um, if I'm incorrect. But um, you know that second free hit is going to be so valuable. We don't know what's going to happen for the remainder of the season. FPL might be generous and give us another free hit. Who knows? Um, but I'd just hold on to that if I was FBL managers, you know, uh, a little bit longer if you can. It's definitely something that we do have to talk about. And it's a nice segue into uh, to what we're doing this week because it worked perfectly to segue back into my team because I've actually played my free hit um, this week and I just want to have a look and see what you all think of my drafts. So I've got De Gea in net. Kamara, a new signing for League Gun. I um, read a scout report or uh, listened to a scout report on, uh, on this signing, Hassan Kamara, and it sounded decent, so I went with him and two nice fixtures there. Tariq Lamptey um, in the middle of that back three, Andy Robertson uh, completes the back three there. Lucas Moura, Jared Bowen, Fernandez, and Madison in a midfield four. Dennis, who probably won't be my captain, I mean, he might be. Um, he's definitely one I'll consider. Dennis, Ronaldo, and Kane in that front three. And it's the first game week since game week eight that no Mark Gahey is in my squad. So that's a little bit sad. Um, but, you know, we've got to move on. And he'll be back in my team next week for game week 23 when my team returns back to normal. But, uh, you know, Jack, we'll start with you. What do you think of that team? Any improvements, any changes you reckon you'd make, or do you reckon it's solid? Just wondering where Chris Wood is. Look, I mean, obviously he's not at Burnley now. So. And, you know, he's, he's, he's away from the non-Burnley rule. Surely, surely, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I can't do would that. You, can't would, you, would you consider it? it? Would you consider it this season, though? Uh, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. He still hates him because, he, because he's a former Claret, basically. Well, well, I mean, I don't I don't hate him as much as I used to because he might inadvertently send, Bert, uh, send Burnley down, which would be class. So it might be, you know, might be a good thing. I don't, I don't you know... But we will um, we'll cross that bridge. Probably not, yeah, though. Exactly. I'd have to say. But otherwise, outside of that, what do you think? Outside of it, yeah, I like it. I mean, the United double looks obviously is nice. Obviously, I appreciate that. And um, you know, the Kane and Mora combo looks good as well. You know, Tottenham will be looking to lean on Mora even more without uh, Son this week. Well, the next few weeks, um, and obviously, it goes under the radar, doesn't it? So. Uh, interesting about the Watford one. I don't know, obviously, your scout reports. I'm not too sure where you're reading them, but uh, I'd be interested to see how that does. And you've done well with these kind of random picks recently, Ollie, as well. So uh, I'm, we're backing you for that. I think all of us will be. Uh, and Lamptey, I do like the Lamptey pick as well. Um, he's, he's, he's obviously looking really good. He, he needs um, He's had a few games under his belt now, hasn't he, since he returned to the squad. Um, so, yeah, he's looking good. Two home fixtures for, for Brighton. My only one, like, Trossard, is he not someone who's anyone's looking at either? You know, two good home fixtures. I was actually thinking about him, but I guess you've got Bowen um, and Madison in there to take care of that void. Yeah, I had a look at Luckman, who was around the same price, and obviously didn't want to fit a fifth midfielder in, so that's why I haven't gone with five midfielders. The reason why I haven't gone with Trossard is I actually don't like Brighton's fixtures, but I, I just think with, with Tariq Lamps, he's got the double, so he might get an assist, but Palace have got a good record against Brighton in recent years, especially at the Amex. They seem to get, you know, a good result there every so often. And Chelsea, we're not Chelsea alike. Mm. Um, Tariq Lamptey might have a point to prove against his former club as well, so that's why I've gone with him. But I wanted to steer clear from Brighton because I'm not a massive fan of their fixtures, but, you know, they might they might manage to do something and prove me wrong. But Trossard, yeah. what do we reckon for, for someone who maybe looks a little kinder at the Brighton fixtures? Reedy, what do you reckon about Leandro Trossard? Because he's a good player on his day. 
I really like him. I really do like him. Um, I think he does get overlooked a lot. Um, but you do look at Brighton sort of attacking for the amount of um, chances they do create and how good they are normally going forward. You know, he doesn't always sort of um, maybe fulfil uh, the the points potentials that that he can. Uh, I do like Lamptey. Think he's great. You are risk at risk of kind of him getting no clean sheets on those two games. Um, but yeah, going back to Trassard, I, th- I think it'd be a good pick. I mean, even as a bench player, who have you got on your who have you picked for your bench? Uh, on my bench, I've got. I think I've just looked at fixtures of Semedo. I like that fixture for for Wolves against Southampton. McIntyre, I've got no money left. So I'm on exact value, so I had to just get mm-hmm. someone at that price and beg Godfrey. Uh, we haven't really spoken about the Everton Norwich fixture. I, I, I nearly went with Damari Gray. Um, it was between Damari Gray, um, Luckman, and Madison for a midfield spot, and I've gone with we've gone with James Madison. Uh, but I like that fixture for Everton. I think if you're going to go for a single game week fixture, you go with Everton players. Um, obviously, they've lost. Dean, but um, or Dinya, but um, I still think that's a decent fixture. But um, Matt, what do you reckon? One, I'm gonna I've got a couple of questions for you. Lucas Mora in that midfield, I really like him. Obviously, being the resident Spurs fan, again a couple of tough fixtures there for Tottenham, um, including the North London derby in there. So, what do you reckon about about Mora? And also Everton players, what where do we sit there? Yeah, Mora is an interesting one. Um, I've got my eyes on him, but he's he's on form, but he does he's. He flatters to deceive sometimes with his stats. I think he's only got three goals this season. Um, you just never know what you're going to get with him. Um, but he is playing up front. Um, you know, Son's absent. Um, so it could be a good pick. Um, he's got the two games. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. And then Everton, um, I think the likes... I've got a good feeling about Calvert-Lewin this week, not just because I own him, but just at how bad Norwich Norwich were against West Ham, the amount of chances they conceded. Um, I think Calvert-Lewin um, for Everton, the likes of Gordon as well, uh, could be quite good. Um, but looking at your side, you know, there's it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty spot on. You know, you've got a, a powerful front three, um, you know, strong midfield and a good defence. Obviously, the sort of couple I'd say you're missing, you know, maybe Trent, but you've got Robbo. Um you know, maybe Diogo Yota um, could possibly punish you. Um, we saw how poor Brentford were in the week. But other than that, I, I like it. And, um, yeah, Kamara kind of just sums up your, you know, you like to pick a, you know, a differential in your side. You did it with, um, you know, that the Palace player. Um, so I think, yeah, decent side, mate. Yeah, I, I had Trent in for a lot of, I mean, I, I activated the free hit chip today and I had Trent in the whole time, but I wanted to save the money to get from, from Luckman to Madison, and, and you know, I toyed so long in that midfield. Um, and we've, um, you know, the way I found save money was to go from from Trent to um, to Robbo. So that might be one that could hurt, but I think I'm pretty safe having a, a big Liverpool player in there against Brentford. I want to cash in on that fixture, um, but maybe um, that could be the interesting one I could look at. I could go to Van Dyke and save a bit more money, maybe. Um, but we'll have to have a look to see how that goes. In terms of the rest of the panel, Jack, you're at the top of the screen there. So what are you doing this week with your team? Any transfers? And uh, who's your potential captain shout? So far, yeah, just Madison, which I mentioned before, probably waiting on. But as also, yeah, the Bruno shout um, as well. So they're two kind of ones I'm considering. I would have liked to, you know, the free hit possibly, but it just depends if any fixtures get called off before deadline and then quickly scramble to maybe do a free hit potentially. Just depends who, who goes out. Um, and then captain pick. Um, I've got it on Ronaldo at the minute, and I'll probably just leave it there until last kind of minute. 
uh, and see how we go. Uh, I think that's yeah, that's where I'm at at the minute. Yeah, fair enough. Not a bad option, obviously. Ronaldo. It, I I've got the captain on Dennis at the moment. I could obviously move that across. Obviously, Ronaldo. He knows what the goals are, so definitely a decent shout. Matt, what about yourself? Um, yeah, look, transfer wise, um, look, the son the son injury was a blow. Um, that was a big blow to my team. So he's going to have to leave. Um, who I'm going to bring in? Maybe a Lucas Morris, and I can get the Spurs coverage in there again. And it's just nice to have someone from my own side. But then, you know, similar to Jack, if um, you know if the Leicester game's going ahead, maybe Madison as well. I think they're kind of my two two sort of picks. And then the rest of the team, I might just leave. I'm, I'm not keen on taking any more hits. Um, I've got a lot of really good single game weeks. I'm not liking the doubles. Um, and obviously, I've been thinking about this Ronaldo thing or even Harry Kane for Watkins for a minus four. But it's just not worth it. I think um, I've got a good feeling about Watkins. Sorry, Jack, in the uh, in the United game. Um, from what I saw in the FA Cup the other night, um, he was really sharp. And Villa have got a double. They're looking really good, man. They're looking really good, aren't they? Yeah, they were looking good. And I think, um, you know, I think... I think as well with, you know, I'm not using a free hit or anything. So I think for Watkins, it's better for me to keep him uh, for the double game week 23. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure what we're going to get from United in these next two games, um, especially Ronaldo with, um, you know, he's got the Villa game, he's got the Brentford game, and then two days later, there's a West Ham game. So it's, it's a tricky one. I think I might just, yeah, go with either Madison or Mora um, and leave it at that. No hits. And um, yeah, captain... Uh, probably whoever I bring in, um, either Lucas Madison or maybe Josh King for something different, but I'm not a fan of Watford. Yeah, fair enough. Reedy, what about yourself um, to round out this uh, this little section of the pod here? Well, if I'm going to make it one move, um, if I'm not playing my free hit, then it's uh, it's going to be Salah out. Uh, I've got the extra cash in the bank um, if needs be, so I think I've got about 2.1 million. So even if I do bring Salah out and then want to bring him back in uh, after the AFCON. Uh, fingers crossed, Egypt got knocked out early. Um, then it's going to be James Madison or Mason Mount for me. Uh, just not sure which, because in the past, uh, those two players haven't really done well for me. So it's definitely something I'm taking with a little bit more care and consideration, so to speak. So uh, that's about it, really. Yeah, definitely. Good stuff there. And you know, hopefully... Um... I, mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Egypt do well at AFCON, obviously. It keeps Salah out of the game for a few weeks, and it was obviously more interesting when Salah's out um, of the game. Obviously, different captain shouts and whatnot. But in fact, before we do move on, I've got a question in the comments from uh, from Manish there. I do hope I'm pronouncing that right. Asking whether he should get Jared Bowen into the team. Um, to be honest, he's what you know the one player that I've really wanted to keep that has a single game week. Obviously, he's about as on form as you can get. Was, looked brilliant in that game for uh, for West Ham against Norwich. Could have had four or five if um, Luck had turned his way. But Guru, what do you think about Jared Bowen? Is it too much of a risk going with a single player over a over a double game player if you're not playing any chip of sorts? I don't think so with Bowen. Um, you know, Leeds haven't had the best of seasons. Bowen showed lately. You know, you can get a double digit score. Um, you know, which could easily outbeat uh, most of these. Um, you know, double game week midfielders as it is. And then, you know, I think uh, Jack said in our, in our comments, West Ham have got good fixtures as well. So um, you bring him in, you're bringing him in for the long term, uh, especially if you're, you know, not on a free hit. You've got to think a bit more long term because there's going to be more doubles uh, game weeks like this later on in the season um, as well. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd bring him in if you can afford to. 
Yeah, definitely. He's just he's on form. You know, it's so obvious that he's on form. Um, he's unbelievable at the moment, Jared Bowen, in terms of, you know, in terms of the way just getting forward. Obviously, I had a goal ruled out with a free kick. I had one ruled out for offside before that was overturned. So you can just score goals wherever. I've, I've liked him since he's uh, been playing for Hull. He's been a player that I've, I've watched for a long time and really enjoyed watching for a long time. So um, I think he could be one that you could go with but if we do have a quick look at the game week ahead then uh, game week 22 already this season somehow um have we got any fixtures lads that we have a look at i'm um, obviously the big one early on but any fixtures that we could maybe have a look at any fixtures you're interested in open to the floor there's only one game for me and i think it's it's the spurs arsenal game for sure um North London derby of course massive game if if you know, if, if we can, if Spurs can win that game, um, they'll have two games in hand and they could potentially create quite a big gap in, in that fourth space. Um, but, you know, it's a, it is a derby. We've not lost at the uh, the new Spurs ground to Arsenal. It's going to be the first time fans are in the Spurs stadium for this derby. Uh, the last two have been behind closed doors. So I'm excited for that. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, we've got injuries. But at the same time, you know, Arsenal have got this. Obviously, we, we lost it to Chelsea, um, but we did rest a lot of players uh, for this derby game. So the club obviously sees potential in, in finishing fourth. We'll see how Arsenal pull up against Liverpool in the morning. And, um, you know, it, this could be a yeah a real tasty affair. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, Jack, Reed, have you got any games that you could maybe think maybe from an FPL point of view, um, maybe have a look at? From, from the single game point of view, I think obviously you look at Liverpool, Brentford. Um, you know, if Yotta could be on fire there and get a, get a few goals, uh, it'd be nice to see Henderson step up there because he's in my team sitting there doing nothing, even then, though. Um, but you know, you look at Everton, Norwich as well. Uh, I don't know if Reedy was going to mention them, but Everton in there, obviously, Matt's mentioned uh, DCL. I've got Gray in my team, so it'd be nice to see him stepping up in there. And they, they, I'm not too sure what the maybe in the dressing room at Everton was like with Dinier. He was captain, obviously, as well for a good time. And you know, getting rid of him might actually lift Everton and uh, Benitez and give them a good kick. So that might be a shout in there. Just look at some players in there and assets. Um, so, yeah, they're the kind of ones. Yota, I haven't got in my team. So from FPL point of view, a lot of people do own him. Um, so, I mean, he, I think he could be a good one for that game. Yeah, ready to round us off. Yeah, from FPL point of view, I think that that Watford Newcastle game sticks out like like a sore thumb for me. Um, I just don't. Obviously, no one's still convinced by Newcastle. Um, Dennis has been brilliant. He's back in training. I've heard they've got a double double game week fixture uh, fixtures Watford as well. And and just from a football perspective, I think everyone's got to be looking at the Man City Chelsea game because yeah, again, that's a title title not decider. But that's that has a big impact on the title. If City go and win that, and they go and put more daylight, um, hopefully we can beat Brentford. But if they put more daylight between, say, them and Chelsea, it's going to be huge. Um, it's going to be massive. So how many, how many games have they won in a row now? City at home, like in the Premier League, like eleven games, eleven games straight. They've won something like that. Yeah, something like that. They beat Arsenal, Brentford one nil, and then Leicester. Obviously, they, they beat Newcastle, um, Leeds. They've just yeah, they've been on a on a big run. A couple of one nilers, but other than that, obviously yeah. they've been really convincing beating teams it's a, yeah. easily. Ma- massive game in it. And I, I mentioned the comments before, like Chelsea have only won one in the last five, you know, they've drawn four, they are unbeaten in, in the last yeah. five, which depends how you look at it. But from a winning perspective, not Britain, Chelsea, but 
we know what they they can do after what they did in the Champions League last year. So yeah, that's um, it. I definitely wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't rule Chelsea out. Uh, but it's going to be a tough fixture regardless. A chore would be nice from a Liverpool fan's perspective to see. Um, but you know, it's it's a great game to sort of kick off the Saturday uh, here in the UK. I know we've got that Brighton uh, Palace game, which I think is a great fixture. By the way, I think there is going to be goals in that one. Uh, whether Brighton keep the clean sheet for those Sanchez owners, who knows? But um, but yes, yeah, some great football to look forward to. Yeah, we haven't really discussed that that Brighton Palace game, have we? It's the it's the weirdest rivalry I think in 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 all of English football. To be honest, it's so you know, I've watched a couple of videos on it, like the history behind it. It's really interesting how like all came to pass. But you know, obviously the two clubs absolutely despise each other, and obviously with with this season how it's gone, you know, Palace have been great for me assets wise so we'll have to see how that one goes um it should be interesting to see how that one plays out if we do then move on we've got a short little abbreviated guru section slightly less than structured i would say less structured than usual but matt what do we reckon for this game week who have you put, uh, picked out for us look uh, i'll go with a uh, a couple of picks um that i got my eyes on um from the double game weekers um Look, we've Jack's mentioned Trossard, who I like. I like McAllister. Um, I think the Brighton Palace game is going to be quite open. Um, I know they got the Chelsea game second, but I think Brighton's fixtures both being at home are quite good. Um, so I'd back them. Uh, from Spurs, obviously having the Arsenal game and the Leicester game. Um, Lucas Moura, who you mentioned, got a um, you know going to be playing up front, so I think he's pretty good. Um, you've got the likes of Emerson Royal as well, who's been really high on the BPS lately. Um, so I think he's quite a good pick. Uh, and then Lookman as well at Leicester, obviously getting that striker spot. Um, there is concerns maybe Daka might be coming back in, but I think Lookman's a really good shout as well. So um, I'm liking those players. Um, and then with captains, um, it's a really this, this is probably the hardest uh, captain week I think we've seen this season because uh, we've obviously not got Salah. Um, so, yeah, for captains, it's just really tough. I think Harry Kane, Ronaldo, Dennis are probably going to be the strongest options. I think we'll see a lot of people on Ronaldo. Um, but I just get this feeling that a single game week player might actually trump Ronaldo this week. Um, you know, maybe a Dominic Calvert-Lewin and or maybe a Yotta. Um, but I think Dennis, Ronaldo uh, and Kane will be the uh, the most popular choices. Yeah, I, I think as well. Oh, sorry. Oh, go, just go, on, go, on, go on, mate. It's all good. I agree with Matt in terms of the captain choices and things like that. I was just going to say, I think that from what based on what we've seen this season, um, it's difficult to get any United players in. You know, Ronaldo's the obvious one. People looking at Fernandez for the double game week fixtures, but then you've got the likes of um, Wan Bissaka and Shaw who've came back in. So those people who brought in Dallo and Tellers and stuff like that, no one really knows whether they're going to swap them again. And it's just difficult to say against the likes of Villa and even Brentford, who are decent at home whether United are going to be able to, um, to, to to do anything. I'm not just saying that because Jack's here as well as a United fan. I'm just saying it from, <laughs> from you know, from what we've seen in the eye test, as, as we say. But yeah, some great great shouts there, as, as I say, Guru. Go ahead. All apologies, mate. No, that's all good. I was just going to just round up the comment there. So no worries at all. Um, but just want to go back, actually, with just on United. A question a little while ago now from from one of the friends of the pod, Quentin. Uh, FPL amateurs of ours saying Varane or Shaw um, as a couple of Man United options. Uh, we'll go to Guru first. Wouldn't mind getting Jack's opinion on this as well, being a resident Man United fan of the pod. But Guru, would you go there? Would you go Varane, Shaw? Or would you steer clear from United entirely in the in the defence? 
Yeah, I think Shaw's suspended for the first game, isn't he? Um, I think so. I think he's got a. I think he's got yeah. a red flag of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. So sure, you want to stay away. I think there's another suspension for you. Like McTominay would have been an interesting McTominay. child for this weekend. He would have been interesting. And um, so no, that's not the question. But he's suspended. Shaw suspended. Varane. Um, yeah. Look, probably not. Um, I think Villa are going to score. Um, Maybe a clean sheet in the Brentford one. It could be a 1-0, 2-0 United. But, yeah, it's just you don't know what you're going to get with United right now. Um, but, yeah, it's just I'd say I'd, I just wouldn't be interested in United defenders. If you're going to back anyone from United at the back at the moment, it's De Gea because he's getting the save points. But I'd, I'd stay clear of both. Yeah. It's better options. One. Yeah. Jack, what do you reckon? Yeah, not too dissimilar from the Guru, really. Obviously, with the short suspension... United, you know, since Ranjik's come in, listen, we're not blowing anyone away in terms of scoring goals, but we're also not conceding as many. So, I mean, that is maybe where Quentin's coming from in terms of looking at an asset in there. But am I convinced we're going to keep clean sheets? No. Um, yeah, De Gea is probably better in that, in that respect yeah. for defensive options. So, for me, I'd, uh, you know, Quentin, as much as I'd love to be promoting Man United players, uh, hopefully you've got another option in there. Yeah, I was going to say De Gea. I've got with De Gea myself in the in between the sticks. I think he's, you know, safer. He gets a lot of saves, could be potential outside yeah. the ball. He's, he's, world, he's world class this season. He is, world, yeah. He's, he's back to his best, no doubt. So, so he, I think if you're going to go with a United defender or keeper, you go with De Gea. A quick one from Kevin at the bottom here saying CR7 has four yellow cards. Uh, just a quick one for everyone. They have been wiped, so uh, they now reset. I think it was the game week, it was, um, this game week was the first that they've been wiped so that now doesn't matter that's now back to zero so you're going to have to accumulate a few more yellow cards for them to get suspended there's no worries there with uh, with Cristiano Ronaldo in terms of suspension there is a slight one with injury he's got a yellow flag but um, I think he's back I think so it yeah. shouldn't be a worry he's saying he got, obviously got rested obviously nothing's guaranteed obviously but it's um, it sounded pretty positive what Ranjik was saying um, that he'll be he'd be obviously just sat out because he wasn't too good but he should be back whether that's two yeah. games or not, I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see what happens. But I think Ronaldo should be fine for those two games. Um, it's always unsettling to see a yellow flag over a player because you're not sure if they're going to play, but then sometimes they're over-dramatised and, and all of that jazz. So hopefully he does play both games or else um, I'm in a little bit of trouble this week, especially if I do put the armband on him. But that will just about round up this podcast. Game Week 22 has been previewed here on the FPL Addicts YouTube channel, sponsored, of course, by Bonus Bank. Thanks to all for hopping on the podcast. May all your FPL dreams come true this week. Thanks to all for tuning in. Stay safe and bye for now.